Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey! Doesn't say live on my, on my thing. Says live on mine. Okay. We'll go on the assumption that yours. Ah, there we go. We'll go on the assumption that Russ is correct, which is sometimes isn't the best thing to do. Yeah. What are we doing with that? Where's that coming from exactly? Yeah. I just know. Hi, everyone. Um, we're, 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 I am driving. Uh... <laughs> we are we are filming a moving violation here as Eck is driving back home. Oh, I don't know if it's illegal to podcast while driving. Um, I am doing hands free for what it's worth, so that's good. I uh, hope I sound okay. Let me know if I don't. But um, no other choice. Sorry, I had a family thing I had to do obligation wise, and I will be home before the end of the show. So right now, if you're keeping track, we're going on to Route One North. <laughs> In, so, so Philadelphia, so Pennsylvania State Troopers, he's going down Route yeah, 1 you North. Follow me now. Route 1 North, we're going to be taking that to the turnpike, and then they'll be home pretty soon after that. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much, I think, how it's going to play out, hopefully, with any luck at all. Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, um, yeah, so I, this is the only way to do the show today, so I apologize ahead of time. Well, but, um, a couple pre-show, thing, a couple pre-show things here, Eck. Uh, one just – Please. One just from the world of sports, and you know we've had there's been tampering situations uh, in the NHL. The one that springs to mind um, was Ron Wilson when he was coach of the Maple Leafs. I believe it was in 2012 when right. uh, the Sedins were on uh, were free agents, and. Yeah, and, and he went on Toronto radio and said, oh, yeah, we'd love to have the Sedins in Toronto. And they were still under contract to Vancouver. They weren't free agents yet. And I know that the Leafs got fined. It was never publicized how much. But today, um, there has been talk over the last week or two regarding some um, tampering between the L.A. Lakers and uh, Paul George, a, uh, well, I think. Uh-oh, we lost Mike. Hey, Russ. <laughs> yeah, that was some sort of NBA tampering. I don't know what team Paul George is on, but basically the Lakers are getting fined $500,000 because he's still under contract. He's not out of his contract until next year. But $500,000 is nothing. Like, let's be real. Like, that's – for a franchise – Yeah, I mean, it's NBA, the uh, – Yeah, right. For those guys, it's like the cost of doing business, right? You know. Yeah, I mean, take away the first-round pick. They already traded one of them. They only have one first round left, I think. Take away that. I mean, if you take away a first round pick, then there will be, you know, some backlash. Now, they basically have the inside track on this guy for next year. Right. And they paid $500,000 for it. Right. I mean, it's, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a so weird bad. way to run things. The whole, you know, the, the crazy thing about the, that this tampering thing ever really gets – gets actually counted is, is bizarre to me because there's so much of it happening all the time. Um, and that, and I know you have to have rules and you have to have laws yeah. about these kind of things. Well, folks, uh, Google was having some problems 
and I'm not sure if we're live. It says live on the top of the screen here, but we have to wait for uh, Russ and Act to show back up. Uh, Russ, we're live. Okay, it's going really slow, just letting you know. I mean, can you hear me? And Yeah, yep. Okay. Um, so we were talking about the Lakers pick, and and yeah, and the Lakers got fined $500,000. Um, we'll be probably doing some editing on this show since we had a gap of yeah. about five minutes. I said they should lose a first. They do have a first if it's like pick number one or six through 30. It's one of those protected, yeah. ridiculous things. But the idea is just take away picks. Don't charge money because money to a, a Lakers franchise means nothing. And now they got the inside track on this guy for next year. If they want to get – LeBron there, and now they sort of whistled in his ear like this is, you know, we don't see this in other sports. We do see tampering. That's not what I mean. What we don't see are a couple of players sort of getting together to go to the next team. We don't see that. Yeah, and, I mean, as we've seen in the NBA the last few years, it, you know, right now what's going on is, you know, the it's the, it's the LeBron, Dwayne Wade um, Chris Bosch model, you know, three superstars, yep. get them to all together. Um, I mean, I, I actually think Golden State superseded that because now they have, they really have four superstars when it comes to Thompson and yeah. Curry and uh, uh, Durant. And, you know, they, 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 they have just, they have a phenomenal team. Um, and, you know, the Lakers, after being, you know, going through years of, years of mediocrity they're trying to get back to being the uh destination franchise you know like they were with uh, kareem and magic and and then later with kobe and then Shaq. so they want they want to put themselves back on the map but uh but okay let's move on to to, to i mean look in, in the nhl what if what if yager iginla and cody franzen decided to all go to one team oh never mind <laughs> yeah Yes. Okay. We know, you know, one, four, two, four, one 45 year old, one 40 year old and one 30, 30 year, 31 year old who has mo has uh, mobility issues. So um, yeah, anyway, so uh, there was a, there was a piece of video out there for uh, Jordan Tutu that you wanted to discuss. Yeah. He, he's one of my favorite players that, that have played in the NHL. He's just, you know, he's a fun-loving guy. He's a great interview. I remember his draft. And so he's just – he's a big personality. And so, you know, I went onto Twitter and I saw a video of him where he's having a gender reveal party. And like a year, year and a half ago, I didn't even know what that is because just like you, Mike, I don't have kids. I have pets. And so – but a gender reveal party, for people that don't know, is this is a way for somebody to get all their friends together, siphon them for gifts – and then let them know what they're having, whether it's a boy or a girl. And then when they do, you can give them more gifts at that time too. So anyhow, they at least did this in a very fun way, something I've never seen. Like a lot of times there's been like balloons that drop out and whatever color, whether it's you know pink for a girl and blue for a boy. And we've seen a lot of different things. He is on the dock somewhere, I'm presuming like in, you know up at the – Lake yeah, house. It's, his, it's his lake house. It's his lake yeah. house. Yeah. And and he's wearing flip-flops and he's shirtless and, and he looks like he's driving a golf ball and he hits the golf ball and it explodes and a pink gas comes out. So obviously he's having a girl. So congrats to them. And then he jumps in the water. I just thought it was fun, a fun little video. 
Yeah, it's it's gets cute. I I, I just. Uh, like you said, I mean, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm not married. I don't have kids. Um, but it's, it's sort of a scam. It's like, here, here's it is a scam. You, 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 if you're inviting me to a gender reveal party, you are now expecting a gift. Now am I going to give you another gift when you have the actual kid? No, the only gift, one or the other out of me. The only gift I'm bringing Jordan to, to, if he invited me to that party is I'd bring a case of beer so that people could drink. That's my that's my gift. There you go. But, but that's about it. Um, okay, um, Aqua will be home in a few minutes, so we'll we'll forge ahead here as as best we can, uh, and uh, and talk about some uh, things in the in the NHL. Uh, but let's do the intro stuff. Hockey stuff. stuff. Yes, yeah, stuff going on in the NHL. Uh, hello, hockey world. Today is Thursday, August thirty first, twenty seventeen. And I'm going to see Green Day. Woo! Yay! Oh, uh, I'm Russ Cohen from Sports Hall. <laughs> I'm Michael Lagello, and this is the Hockey Buzzcast here on HockeyBuzz.com. Now, uh, yeah, you're going to see Green Day. I'm going to see you, too, uh, next week. Um, but, Russ, this is the last day of the last month that there is no hockey. Because I don't know. No- I, I, hockey's been in my life all summer. Like, I don't know where oh, you I, I, No, no, no. I know, but I'm saying there's actually going to be games. There's going to oh. be tournament games and pre and exhibition games. And this is, this was a month without yes. NHL, any kind of semblance of NHL hockey. It was the only one, you know, when everybody bitches, it's funny when everybody bitches about like rookie games and preseason games, like that's the time when I'm busy. I try and catch as many of those as I can because a lot of players are trying to make teams and I want to see how they are. And then a lot of times when they don't make that team, they either go back overseas or, or they go back to junior hockey. And, and so the, I focus in on those guys where I, I, I get a lot of that, you know, casual fans or, or even pretty good fans are like, yeah, they don't really care that much about it. They just want the regular season to begin. But for me, it's actually kind of important. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not that there wasn't any. That's a great news. comeback, by the way. Yeah. You're, you're welcome. Not that there was any news uh, the lack of news in August because the, the, there 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 was some news the Will Butcher news the Alex uh-huh. news but now the last few days it's been PTOs and one player that we're probably not going to see get a tryout invite is uh, former Canadian former Dallas Star Arizona Nashville Predator Mike Ribeiro and Russ I've never read and I only read a part of the article I've never read an agent come out with both barrels like Ribeiro's agent did in this article it was in uh was it in La Presse I'm not sure it was it was a French newspaper yeah but basically yeah it was uh I mean you know clearly his agent is indicating that Ribeiro uh that his career is over with there are no indications right. of any interest and he doesn't seem to be interested in continuing his career with where his life is at right now yeah and you know in a way the agent could be doing him a favor because you know the article said that he uh has an alcohol dependency he went through the NHL's program he detoxed and it maybe hasn't worked and so this might be a way of shocking him into getting it to work. So even though it may seem harsh from that agent perspective and in print, he might be helping him in the long run. Well, I don't think 
Well, I mean, I think there are there are um, workplace guidelines that prevent a team or an official from a team to do this, but his agent yes. may not be bound by those restrictions. And you know, from from what I read, I mean, there hasn't been an inquiry from a team in the U.S. or to a team in the NHL, uh, a minor league team, or a European team. So right now. It looks like Mike Ribeiro's career is over with, and there was a you know I'm not going to go into the details of the article, but it talks about his uh, being being in uh, in sort of a um, substance abuse rehabilitation, and you know it's I mean this is this is a uh, you know it's it's sad because he did have a lot of talent. I remember I remember him in Washington where you know he was a really effective number two center for them, but especially on the power play. But you know at 37 years old, I mean. Some with some players, it's the fact that they've slowed down. With Ribeiro, I think it's the off the ice uh, situations. Yeah, it is. And look, I mean, at the end of the day, we've seen the last of Mike Ribeiro. It's a shame, but that's the way it is. Like we'll just have to move on from it. But he, we certainly won't be talking about him anymore as far as UFAs. Although I really kind of hope we don't even bring up the UFAs anymore this year. But I'm pretty sure we're going to because something's going to happen, and and then we'll be talking about him again. Not him, but other UFAs. Well, yeah, and let, let's just let's just touch on that for a second. Yeah, I thought we were done for the year. Now we're not. Now you want to touch on it? Of course, uh, I do. of course. Um, I don't think a player like Jerome McGinley is going to accept a PTO. I think he's, you know, maybe he, maybe I'm wrong. You know, I know that players at the at the tail end of their career, maybe pride will prevent them from from doing things of that nature. For one, for some reason, am I wrong that Brendan Shanahan took a PTO from Philadelphia late in his career? Wasn't he? I, yeah. I know. He, yeah. I, yeah. And yeah, that's a Hall of Fame player, and it's it's I'm not, you know, I'm sure Aguinla is probably not above it, but I I he'd probably prefer to get a one year deal. But I keep going back with with a guy like Aginla, and if you know if you look, if you look at the list of available players on uh, on Cap Central or on Cap Friendly, I mean there are some good players out there. But there are, I think, these players, Hall of Fame bound or otherwise, when their career is over, are going to accept PTOs because otherwise they're not playing. They're just not going to play. Yeah. Well, and I mean. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I mean, it's it's not a, it, it. Well, I'm trying to let me see if I can pull up cap friendly here just to uh, get the list of ava- some available names here. And you know, I, I was I was going through this yesterday just to see who you know. And we we talked about this on a, on a previous show about like who was going to get an invite. Um, you know, Aginla made fi- made five point three million last year. He's not obviously not going to get close to that. He played eighty games at age forty and scored fourteen goals. So I think it's clear he's still got something left. Uh, I think so, but others don't think so. Or, kind. I mean, or maybe, or maybe he, maybe he uh, is holding out for that one year deal and holding out for guaranteed money. I mean, he's, he's definitely a reasonable guy. And so I just have a feeling this has to do with the right team not being interested in him and him just wanting the right deal or, he, or he's just not going to bother. I think that's what it is. I do have breaking news. Go ahead. 
So it looks like uh, the Phantoms have signed Leland Irving. If you remember Leland Irving. Former Calgary? Uh, Calgary, yeah. Really good kid. I mean, he's 29 now. He uh, he did have a 2.180 ERA. Goals against last year. And right now he's now thrown into the mix with Stellars and Lyon. But he'll probably be in the ECHL. That's here, let me let me let me ask this because I I've, I've always liked and well I want to get back to, to the UFA. And by the way, his nickname is the Doctor. I remember that from when at the, the draft. I thought it was a great nickname. Like he actually looks like a doctor. He's a very well, doc- looking guy. Well, Doctor. Do- well, do- Julius Irving was Doctor J. So right. maybe that has to do with that. Maybe. Um, today in in baseball is the. Uh, Wavered trade deadline. Uh, on July 31st, it was the non-waiver trade deadline, which means the players don't have to clear waivers. Um, and now over the last month, there has been a process where a player is placed on waivers. A, a team can, like say, for example, uh, Jose Batista is placed on waivers by Toronto. If the Boston Red Sox put in a claim, Toronto, mm-hmm. Toronto can yank him back and keep him. Right, or they can, or they can try to make a arrange a trade, or they can just give them to the Red Sox. I like this sort of waiver trade deadline. It, 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 there's a lot of tactics going on. There's a lot of blocking going on. I know that uh, uh, Marco Estrada, Blue Jays pitcher, was claimed by the Yankees to prevent him from going to another team. Right. I I would like to see this, and again, it would have to be signed off on by the the PA. On in the next CBA, I would like this to be an option in the NHL for had to have a waiver trade deadline because I think you know it gives the opportunity for a team. You know, maybe they couldn't move that player in a traditional deal. That maybe it gives them an extra or a couple weeks or something like that after the regular trade de- deadline to, to to do something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like it for hockey for a couple reasons. I mean, hockey. Because of the nature of injuries, a lot more injuries in hockey than, than baseball, uh, I think you're now giving a crutch to teams that maybe have injuries late, but they're a great team and now have the ability to go get a player. Like I think you're helping some of those teams that have an embarrassment of riches already. Like I think that's one thing because you know, none of the bottom-feeding teams are going to be claiming anybody. So that's that's one thing. I think the other thing is Major League Baseball has no competition. Like players either play in Major League Baseball or they play in the minors or they don't play. Or they play, they play in, or in they, Japan. Independent, yeah, Japan or independent leagues. But they really they don't really compete directly with Major League Baseball the same way like the KHL does right. with the NHL. And I think that's a factor too. I do. And I just think – you may not have enough players to play around with with that because it seems like now, like Athanasu, that any player that sort of has a beef, they just go to the KHL. And so, you know, for teams to waive players, you know, with a hard, with a hard cap the way they have, it just doesn't seem like a good idea. Well, we'll, we'll talk about Athanasu in a, in a minute, but uh, just just going down this list. I'll, I'll remember, take... baseball has no cap. Right. And I know that. And again, I know, I'm just letting people know. I'm not saying you don't know, Mike. I'm talking to the audience. 
And I'm not saying the audience doesn't know in case there is somebody who doesn't know. Anyhow. Cousin Eddie doesn't know. Cousin Eddie does not know anything. No, just kidding. I'm just kidding, Cousin Eddie. Oh, Don't know. Oh. I, you're my buddy. You're my friend. I'm just doing this because right now. He's going to put the devil horns up now again. No, no, no. That's what he does when he doesn't like something. Yes. Okay. Uh, of the top 15 players that are still UFAs based on what they made, what they made last year, I, I look at this list, and you know, a guy like Den- I keep going back to Dennis Weidman. That De- I think Dennis Weidman still has something left, but I I continue to think I'm I'm surprised that on August 31st he hasn't received an invite, and it, it just it smacks. I think it just stems back to the issue of before this past year, and I don't think teams are going to deal with it anymore. It's a non it's a non political Colin Kaepernick in a way. Yeah, I just think they're staying away from it. Yeah, uh, Brooks like seems very happy um, posting Instagram videos uh, with uh, with his with his new wife, and I can't begrudge him one bit. But I I don't know, you know he he played half an AHL season and then disappeared in the last couple months with the, the Marley. So I think, I don't think there's a, there's a likelihood of him, um, you know, unless he's got some sort of deal that, you know, I mean, in the next couple of weeks, I, I don't think he's a, a good candidate. Mel- Milan Mahalik, uh was a similar situation with Toronto. He disappeared. And I mean, he's off. The thing is he, Mahalik, we were, t- we mentioned him yesterday. He's only 32 years old. Yeah, It doesn't matter. He gets hurt. Every year now, you know we've 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 talked about Yager ad nauseum. We mentioned Ribeiro, uh, Brian Gianta is thirty eight, I believe. Yep, thirty eight years old, and he had thirty five points last year. I mean, is this some place where like the Devils go? You know, or maybe the Devils, maybe even the Sabers, just invite him in just to have him in camp and just see. Or or you know, I mean, where where. Who was he drafted by, and where did he play the majority of his early career in Toronto or in, with Lou Lamorello? I mean, yeah. is that a possibility? Just possibility. As, I mean, as we as we we talked about, you know, a lot of these PTOs are favors. Yeah, and you know, maybe 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 Toronto would be in the. I don't think there's a chance in hell if he was invited that he would get an opportunity with Toronto because they're so loaded at forward. I think if they're going to go PTO, they're going to go defensively. Um, uh, Rob Scuderi, I think his career is over with. I mean, he just slowed down. Cody, I mean, Cody Franz, and this is here's another one, Russ. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. You know, I, I think he's going to get an invite. You know, is he holding out for an invite from a team that he thinks he's got the best chance to make? Because I don't know. I mean, the invites are going out now pretty fast and furiously, so it makes me wonder. Well, I mean, we've we've heard rumors over the last month about New Jersey, about Chicago, uh, about Philadelphia, um, and there hasn't been any closure on any one of those situations. So either he's holding out for a one-year contract with somebody, and then he takes one of those as a as a as a Plan B option. But you know, we know there's mobility problems there. But yeah. he's, again, he's thirty years old. He is uh, thirty years old. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I, I I don't think teams are lining up for him, but certainly a team could invite him in. But again. A lot of teams have seen 
Cody Franzen. And so, like, they just probably don't like what they see based on what he's looking to earn. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the Mahalik brothers are on the top ten, Zabenek Mahalik and Milan Mahalik. So uh, Mark Stewart is 33 years old. Uh, 30, uh, you know, his contract was up uh, with Winnipeg. You know, there there is a is a need for defense, but again, if it's an older defenseman who's lost a step, you know, guys guys like Stewart and Jakob Kindle, yeah, uh, who went from Detroit to Florida, another guy who's just he's he's slow, he's physical, but he's slow. Now here are here are three guys that I am very confident will it'll either get a one year deal or a a PTO. I'm surprised Vanek hasn't signed. It might be he's holding out for a one-year contract, Thomas Vanek. Well, here's a quote from Michael Russo. He's got it on his Twitter from Vanek. This is something I've never been through. Usually I went early, so this is different. After the first week, I knew this would drag. You know, I've had a good summer preparing himself. He's going to play, which I'm going to play, which most likely I am. So he feels confident he will. But he says he's going to have to make up his mind sooner than later, but including waiting for the Red Wings. Hmm. Well, he didn't say rating. That's Russo said that, but I guess maybe Vanek gave him the idea that he, that's what he's doing. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, we've heard, we've heard talk about Vancouver. We, you know, the, there's been talk ever since he was traded from Detroit that, uh, you know, that he might go back and there's an opportunity there. But again, this is when we did the, when we did the preview of the Red Wings um, with Kevin. Mm-hmm. The, the fact that, you know, if they bring in a veteran guy, they've already brought in David Booth on a PTO. Now, maybe that's just a favor because I think he's from the Michigan area. But, you know, this is a team that should be that should be rebuilding, but they're going into a new building and they're probably wanting to make that team as strong as possible to maybe stay in the playoff race as long as possible. And I don't think the will is there for them to do a rebuild, although I think their fan base – you know, Kevin said essentially their fan base saw what happened with Toronto and they want that. Thing is, everything for once in for once in a blue moon, everything fell into place for Toronto, where they got the number one pick, they hit on a couple draft picks, they've done things pretty well, and you know, it. it I mean, they're not they haven't won a Stanley Cup yet, but they seem on on the road to being a competitive team. That's what Detroit wants after years and years of being that that type of team. So yeah. uh, we, don't, we don't know what, what direction to go. But I think it was, it, it's about money. They know he can play. Yeah. Um, the other two are Daniel Winnick, who I think, I mean, he was a, he was an effective third, fourth line guy with Washington. You're not going to spend a ton of money on him. If he's going to expect to get, um, you know, if he gets a one-year deal, he's probably it's probably going to be for under a million dollars. But he scored 12 goals last year. Can take face-offs. Can play the wing. Can play center. Can penalty kill. He's that type of versatile player. The other one is Roman Polak, and I continue to think until until he signs someplace else, either he signs a one-year deal or takes a PTO someplace else, that Toronto is in the mix. Here's the thing. Even if you think a guy was effective, even if you think a guy can have a certain role, a lot of those jobs are being replaced by young players now just because of cap reasons. Like why spend the money on one of these guys, pulling them off the scrap heap for lack of a better term, when you've got a young player you could throw in there and he's making a lot less money and the upside might be better. Yeah, uh, 
Cousin Eddie responded to us on Twitter. <laughs> what say? He says, Mike and Buffalo, you hurt the only feeling I had left. <laughs> and then he has a picture of, uh, it looks like Leonardo DiCaprio yelling and screaming from the basketball diaries or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we hurt okay. his feelings. I mean, this is. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a mean, I'm a mean bastard. Um, okay. So a fantasy you, um, there is, there is some talk. Uh, in, in the last 24 hours that the KHL option is growing as a, a, in a greater percentage. Yeah. GSN had that from his agent, I believe. Yeah. It just, it just seems right now that they're, I mean, when we mentioned this before, he's not in a good negotiating position. They have all the leverage in the sense that he can, you know, somebody can offer sheet him, but probably that's not going to happen because we know that doesn't happen anymore. And he had, there is no arbitration for somebody coming off their entry level deal. So it's a question of whether they decide, you know, whether they, they will accept a low ball offer from the Red Wings or he'll take the the drastic step of going to the KHL. And we're not talking about like one of the premier KHL teams, more than likely those teams like Moscow and St. Petersburg, Mm -hmm. their rosters are already stacked. So it's probably going to be like a sort of a second division type of case. Yeah, it, it seems like sort of a hollow threat. It's the only threat they got. But it does seem like a sort of a hollow threat when you know he can't go to one of these superpowers and the season's already started. Like, how far into the season do you want to go with the KHL? KHL? That's To me, that's an issue, right? Because you're going to get paid less. Yeah, I, I'm actually rated no matter what they do. Well, I'm actually surprised that he and you know th- this is the thing. I mean, will teams in Sweden or Finland or Switzerland or Germany take a player who is an RFA, an unsigned RFA from the NHL? We know that the KHL will because they've done it before. Radulov was a, was a situation like that, but you know, so his options are rather. I, if those leagues are are not willing to, you know, because they have transfer agreements with with the NHL, um, if they're not willing to to do that, then it's either KHL or he sits on his butt until he can reach a, some sort of agreement with the uh, with the Wings. Yeah, I still don't know if this is a him doing it because he doesn't like the monetary offer, or the Wings doing it because they don't like what he's play, you know, his playing. I don't know which way it's really rolling. You have a, Do you have any kind of feel for it? No, I mean, I, I, I was assuming based on, you know, now we know that we know that he, um, we know that he is going to, uh, you know, th- that he's had some problems with Jeff Blaschel, but I mean, he had a really good year, so I, I'm a little, I'm just a little surprised uh, that he is uh, that, that that there hasn't been any way of. Uh, straightening straightening this out now. If it was from the Red Wings side, I'm sure you would have had some takers out there in the NHL to take take him on or to make a trade. I mean, he's a he's a yeah. valuable commodity, a speedy forward, and we know that right now speed is a commodity that a lot of teams want to add. So I'm I'm just I'm a little surprised that this hasn't gotten resolved, and maybe maybe it will in the next uh, in the next week. Maybe or after so. Labor Day. Yeah. Um, okay, let's 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 get into our preview here. Um, yeah. Ak is stuck in traffic, so we we are not going to be able to get a get a hold of him today. We had some Google problems <clears throat> on the uh, 
with him on the road. So we'll forge ahead and uh, finish out the show with the uh, preview of the Buffalo Sabres. Now the Sabres were 33, 37 and 12 last year, 78 points finished last in the Atlantic division, one point behind the Detroit Red Wings. Um, I was of the opinion, Russ, that Detroit was going to take a step backward this year. You know, mm-hmm. Eck and Kevin, I think, were, you know, if this happened, if that happened, maybe they were going to take a step forward. I think the Sabres are going to take a step forward this year. Um, now, here here are some of the changes. How big of a step forward? Well, that's that's the question. I'm just setting it up for the, for the, for the preview here. Because, I mean, you know, they had Anders Nielsen as the backup for Robin Leonard. He actually played pretty well in Leonard's absence. But Leonard is the key here because Leonard yeah. he, he statistically was pretty good last year. Now they've added – they've reacquired Chad Johnson via free agency. And you're going to have Leonard and Johnson. I think that's a solid goaltending tandem. But they have to – Leonard has to be more consistent. Uh-huh. He has avoid injury and if he can do that then I think they'll they'll get average to above average goaltending the area that they really uh addressed was on defense they 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 acquired Nathan Beaulieu from Montreal they trade for uh Marco Scandella they signed Antipin from the KHL so they added three three players who could very easily be in their opening night lineup um, that's added to Bogosian, Ristolainen, and Josh George's, Jake McCabe. So there's they have numbers there, and what they're really hoping for from up front is health. You know, the Eichel injury early in the year crippled them. He missed uh, over 20 games. Uh, Sam Reinhardt did not have a good sophomore season. Uh, they've they've moved out Marcus Foligno. They moved out um, Tyler Innes, and they brought in Jason Pominville. Uh, Opozo was out late in the year. Um, I mean, what do you overall? What do you think of the of the Sabers and what they've done over the summer? I mean, I think I think overall, I think they're capable of getting to like the NHL's equivalent of 500, 500 hockey. I think I think they could do that. I think they could go better than that if Leonard has like the best year of his career. I think they can go worse than that right. if Leonard doesn't do well because. Chad Johnson, you can't play him a ton of games. You just no, can't. but he's but he's a he's a backup that I think can play more than the normal regular NHL backup. He's you know not, I'm not saying he can play 40 games. I'm saying he could play 25, 27 games. You know, and be effective. Yeah, I think he can play more than just just the guy that you put in for the second of back to back games. He he's played he's played well when he when he played in Buffalo the first time and in Calgary. I thought he played pretty well when uh, when uh, when Elliott was having his struggles. So he actually kept Calgary you know within reasonable distance of the playoff race. So um, you know so I, I think you know goaltending. I think there's still a question mark about Leonard. Uh, and whether he can put it all together. I mean, you still can't get over the fact that when he was acquired and the first game that he played with the Sabres, he got injured, and it took him most of a couple months to come back. But, I mean, it, they, and they do have Linus Olmark if, if one of them falters, but I think it, I think the, it, the pressure is on the shoulders of, of Robin Leonard. Now, defensively, I think Ristolainen is a number one defenseman in this league. I think he's a guy – He's big. He can play offensively. He's, I think, defensively, he's pretty good. He can log major minutes, and a lot of teams in the league don't have that guy. I think the and and I think that the additions of Scandella, Bullu, 
and maybe Antipin. Antipin's a wild card because we don't we don't know what he's going to do in the NHL. I think the key to the Sabers right now is getting a good play out of Bouillou, who, who mm-hmm. was kicked out of Montreal without without reason, I think, and getting something out of Zach Bogosian and out of Josh Georges, who are you know Bogosian's still less than thirty years old. It's just yeah. he's he's been injured constantly and he's underachieved. He has. I, I look. Their defense is good enough now where Brendan Gooley's gonna not have to be rushed into the lineup. So I think that's a positive. Uh, I think the defense is pretty good. I think it's NHL average. That's what I think. And I think that's better than what it's been. And I think their goaltending is NHL average. And so I think the places they could really make it up is on offense. Uh, Justin Bailey didn't show a ton of offense. I've always told you that I'm not that high in him as an offensive player, he's a great athlete, mm-hmm. but I don't know if he's a great hockey player. I don't think he, I don't think he's going to contribute a lot on the score sheet. Well, and, and this is, and you know, being, being in Buffalo, I, I, am I'm, I'm sort of following what their philosophy, what their, their approach to this season is. I mean, obviously they're hoping for uh, production out of a pozo like they had before he got ill last year. Uh, they brought back Jason Pominville, who I, you know, I think was brought back more as a as a leader, sort of to replace Brian Gianta, who was the captain. And I, I don't, I'm not sure if they're going to name it name a captain, but Pominville has something still left in the tank. They want Evander Kane to have the same type of year that he had last year, either to benefit them in terms of making the playoffs, or benefit them closer to the trade deadline so they can flip them for assets. But the one thing, and you know, obviously they want, they need and want Eichel and Reinhardt to progress in their careers. But what they didn't have last year, and they had a lot of youngsters, guys like Baptiste and Bailey and Hudson Fashing. And who, Baptiste will get some goals for them. He will. Yeah, but those, but the, I think there was no answer for internally for the Sabers, other than to give those players ice time when they may not have been ready this year. Uh, you know they they bring in Benoit Pouliot, who may be a good third fourth line guy. They they uh, they get Johan Larson back. Uh, yeah, Larson's a big deal because you know in a full season, I think you can get fifteen seventeen goals out of him. He's had ten already, and so I, I think that's what you can get out of Larson. I think that is going to be a key. You know, like I said, these guys are a team that if everything hits right, they'll be trying to make the playoffs. Yeah. But if one or two things that are big like last year go wrong, then they're they're in trouble again. Well I I, I agree with that, but I, I also think what you know what the reason that they brought in a couple of these veteran players is at the end of the year they brought up Alex Neilander, the brother of William Neilander, their first round pick from tw- from from twenty sixteen. And he was clearly not ready. No. And now I know for a fact that, you know, obviously he's a talented kid and I think he'll be an NHL player, but I, I don't think that the organization wanted to put themselves in a position where Alex Nylander was going to be forced to play in the Sabres lineup. And the one thing that they've done under Jason Botterill uh, and, and with Phil Housley is their AHL franchise was horrific last year. They had a couple good players like Nylander down there. And they really had no support. They've they've added a lot of players to make 
the the Amherst competitive to take some of the pressure off mm-hmm. of those players and to keep them down there and let them let them develop. I, I think you know a guy like Gergensen's will get more ice time. Uh, you know, yeah, this is the make it or break a year for him. For Gergensen's, oh yeah, well they they signed him to a two year deal, but I I think you're right. I think that, uh, but but he did not fit what Dan Bylsma wanted to do. And, and Evander so, Kane's got to get thirty goals. Well, yeah, well, like I said, yeah. one way or the one way or the other. I I, I I'm I'll go out on a limb here, limb here, and it's not a big limb, but I'll go out on a limb and say that Vander Kane will not be in Buffalo next season. I, I just don't think – I think he's either going to get traded, that they will not sign him to an extension. No, I don't think so either. So, I agree. so, I mean, one way or the other, he either stays and he walks, he has a big year and he walks in free agency, or they trade him at the deadline or trade him at some yeah. point during the season. But they want him to score. They need him to be, yeah. you know, on one of those top two lines providing offense because this team didn't have a, a an app, didn't have a ton of offense last year. So at but, the end of the day, we have to pick whether they're making the playoffs or not. Um, I think that they're going to be in that group of four or five teams fighting for seventh and eighth. Yeah, but I don't think they are going to be. The one, the one of the two that make seventh and eighth. So I think they'll be in the in the race until at the very end. I think Eichel is going to have a great year. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether he's going to sign the contract, but I think he's going to have a great year and probably put the pressure on the on the on the Sabers to to give him big money next summer. But I don't think it's going to be enough. I think there's too many question marks with some of the veteran guys like Kane and uh, a younger guy like Reinhardt. So I think they'll get close, but not to the promised land of the playoffs. I agree with that. I think they're going to come up just short. Okay. All right. Um, well, on the show here, um, we will be back tomorrow. Uh, we're supposed to have Ty Anderson, our Bruins uh, blogger, reporter. That's great. Jack of all trades. Um, and we will be previewing the Boston Bruins. So uh, we'll, that'll be that'll be something to look forward to. And I'm sure there'll be some news. Uh, in the hockey world. Uh, For Russ Cohen, I'm Michael Agello. Thanks for watching. And remember, without the buzz, it's just hockey. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.